0: Hello and welcome to the Subculture. I'm your host, Jared,
1: And I'm Edwina.
0: And today we're doing a Once More With Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We're doing another double episode, guys. Another double episode. We're doing Season 4, Episode 15 and 16. And season 4 is This Year's, Year's Girl. Girl. Uh, this episode originally aired February 29th, 2000. And Elypia. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, written by Doug Petrie and Michael Greshman. Season four, episode sixteen. Uh,
1: this year's girl. Oh, sorry. Who are you? Who are you? you?
0: Who, Who are you? you? Who was? What's this episode? I don't know. It's uh, this one originally aired February 29th, two thousand. What the, on the same night was it? Same night?
1: Uh, possibly yes. Oh,
0: okay. Double double episode. There you go. I didn't notice that. Uh, written and directed by Joss Whedon. This yes. episode. Yeah. Over to you, Eddie.
1: Ah, this is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through, and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time.
0: Are you out of your mind? (laughs) Yeah, still doing this. And this is the hump, I believe, Eddie. We've passed the hump, or this is the hump?
1: I think this is the hump. This
0: is the hump of the Buffy the Vampire series. So we're halfway through. Yeah. Seventy Four episodes, five-ish <laughs> episodes in. Yeah. Only another 140 to go. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so this these two double episodes are part of a crossover with Angel, um, mm-hmm. that is also a double episode. And guess what? I managed to get Jared to watch two episodes of Angel
0: yes I had to watch two episodes of angel we're not going to be doing a full recap of those but we will mention those throughout the episode and uh, yeah
1: yeah because I think I don't think you can talk about these two episodes without the conclusion that happens in angel
0: yeah it's pretty integral
1: yes uh, but
0: I can see why you got me to watch them both
1: yeah but what did you think of angel like
0: it's a lot darker Yes, because <laughs> like, I suppose cause it mostly is at night, and sunlight doesn't seem to affect Angel anymore. I've noticed.
1: No, just indirect sunlight. Indirect
0: sunlight. Yeah. Indirect sunlight. Mm, yeah. He's just walking around the the building during the day, not not too stressed at all. The windows around there, or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, it was um, uh, it was pretty intense. I guess these episodes. I got to say, um, with Faith being the baddie.
1: Was she really the bad guy in this though? Um, like, yes,
0: she was. <laughs> it's meant to be rhetorical, but no, it's not.
1: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't actually think she is the bad guy. In she all just of does this.
0: bad things.
1: No, she it is funny watching the journey that she goes through. But, you know, it opens with her waking up from this from a coma and within these night terrors that she's been having. Buffy is chasing and killing her. (laughs) Like Mm. she's just had this repeated dream for eight months straight of Buffy chasing her and killing her. So her mental state and she's in a pretty bad place and she Mm. just goes into full, like she's so full of, you realise how full of self-hatred she is. Yeah. And, you know, she goes into full self-destruct mode. Yeah. And there's sort of that, there's that scene uh, it's in the first Angel, the 5x5 five five episode, and she's on a dance floor and she's just dancing and f- starts a full-on melee. <laughs> <laughs> she goes right just, up
0: to a guy who's dancing with another girl and just basically wraps her arm around him and is like, what are you going to do about it, you know?
1: Yeah, causes this absolute mayhem and then, you know, just dances.
0: Yeah, just relishes it in the, in just, the chaos she that she's she, made. Yeah,
1: she just doesn't realise... Dis- doesn't care about the destruction that she's caused, Just kind of what she did to Buffy. <laughs> mm.
0: I think she was actually enjoying it a little bit too.
1: I I don't think she was enjoying it.
0: Well, it looked like she was having fun.
1: I think she was having fun until she wasn't having fun anymore. I don't know about you, but I'm having a ball. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, did you want to? Do the summer. All right, so
0: we've got a long one here, double episodes. As I said, we're not doing the Angel episodes, but we will be mentioning them throughout this podcast. In a dream, Buffy and Faith make a bed until Faith's blood begins to drip onto the clean white sheets. Buffy then twists a knife into Faith's stomach. Xander is investigating the blaster gun from the initiative, but lacks the knowledge to fix it. Giles is concerned about Buffy who has been patrolling non-stop for days without finding Adam. On patrol, she finds Adam has strung up a demon on a tree and opened him up like a dissection experiment.
1: He's all smoking.
0: When Riley wakes up in the military hospital, he attempts to leave but Forrest and Graham try to talk him out of it. Buffy explains her plans for breaking Riley out but proves unnecessary as he's waiting in Xander's basement. At the hospital, Faith, still in a coma, is dreaming she's having a picnic with the man. The dream becomes a nightmare when Buffy arrives, slits the mayor's throat, then chases Faith into an open grave. As Faith climbs out of the grave in her dream, she awakens from her coma. Pulling free the tubes in her body, Faith walks out into the hospital halls and encounters a girl who tells her that months have passed since the mayor died at graduation day. Angered, Faith leaves the hospital in the girls clothes and walks around Sunnydale looking at all the things that have changed, ending up outside Giles' house eavesdropping on the Scooby's plans to attack Adam. A phone call informs Buffy that Faith is awake and on the loose. On campus the next day, Buffy and Willow run into Faith. The two Slayers talk about what happened? Faith taunting Buffy about having broken up with Angel, for whom she almost killed, and fight briefly before the cops arrive and Faith flees. At the hospital, a helicopter lands and three men carrying briefcases exit. Xander and Giles search the streets for Faith and Adam, but instead encounter Spike, who claims he intends to help Faith kill them all. Buffy and Riley discuss their jobs, working to fight the forces of evil. Buffy tells him that he has a choice in what he does with his life. When the conversation turns to Faith, Buffy does not mention she stabbed her to save Angel. Faith is approached by a demon who tries to give her a gift, but she kills him and runs off with the box. She breaks into a multimedia store to watch a videotape of the mayor on VCR and then opens a box from him that contains a special gift, which is later revealed to be called the Draconian Catra. Giles finds that three men with briefcases are at his apartment. One of them says, Hello, Rupert, alerting Giles that the men are from the Watchers' Council. Faith arrives at Buffy's house and takes Joyce captive, knowing Buffy will come to her mother's rescue. The Slayers have a fight that travels through almost every room of the house. While Joyce calls the police, Faith, holding the gift from the mayor, grabs Buffy's hand. A light flows through them, and Buffy punches Faith, knocking her unconscious. Buffy smashes the metal contraption from the mayor, and when Joyce asks if she is okay, Buffy responds with Faith's characteristic answer five by five. <laughs> and back to the next one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, What was it called again?
1: This Year's Girl.
0: This Year's Girl. Faith in Buffy's body stands by Joyce while Buffy in Faith's body was carried away in an ambulance. Joyce hugs Faith Buffy I guess we're going to be saying that now. Faith Buffy Buffy and Buffy Faith. Yeah. (laughs) Which is going to be hard. Joyce hugs Faith Buffy who is uncomfortable with this sudden affection. Afterwards Faith Buffy goes upstairs to take a bath. She tries to get used to a new body and practices phases she thinks Buffy would say. Another um, truck runs into the police car carrying Buffy Faith, and the Watchers' Council operatives capture her. Faith Buffy attends a meeting at Giles' apartment. Giles tells them that the Watchers' Council has sent a team to take the Rogue Slayer back to England. Faith is ecstatic at the news and celebrates by going to the Bronze, where she runs into Spike and they have a spicy altercation.
1: I could ride you at a gallop until your eyes roll back.
0: Very creepy. And I think he was kind of liking it. Mm -hmm. Elsewhere, a vampire pack return to their nest to find Adam waiting for them and turns them to his cause. Meanwhile, Buffy, Faith, awakens to find herself chained in the back of a truck with the council team. At the bronze, Willow introduces Tara to Faith, Buffy. When Willow goes to get drinks, Faith, Buffy, makes several rude, harsh comments to Tara. Willow returns and points out a vampire with a girl, Faith Buffy leaves to save the girl and is shocked by her gratitude. Tara recognises a fragmented energy coming from Buffy and knows that Buffy is not the real Buffy. She informs Willow and then Willow and Tara prepare to perform a ritual to locate Buffy's real energy.
1: the sexy spell.
0: The sexy spell. Faith Buffy visits Riley and seduces him. After they sleep together, Faith Buffy is confused and disturbed by their intimacy. When the council team realizes they will not be able to get the dangerous Slayer to England, they decide to kill her instead. However, Buffy Faith manages to escape. Meanwhile, Faith Buffy, now at Sunnydale Airport, prepares to leave town. Buffy Faith arrives at Giles' place and struggles to convince him of the truth about the body swap. She reminds him of his stint as a Pharrell demon, which sufficiently convinces him of her true identity. Willow and Tara arrive with Tara being introduced to Buffy properly as well as Giles, having created a Catra that will switch Buffy and Faith back to the next time they make contact. The group of vampires hold a church hostage. At the airport, Faith sees this on TV and decides to go and face the vampires instead. Riley, who has controlled the situation with the police, meets Faith at the entrance and wants to help. Buffy, Giles, Willow and Tara also arrive and Giles acts hysterical in order to distract the police so Buffy can slip inside.
1: Tiny, tiny babies.
0: (laughs) Faith fights the vampires outside. Buffy arrives to help. The two slayers fight and Faith gets Buffy on the floor and starts to furiously punch her. Buffy grabs Faith's hand with the catcher and the two switch back to their own bodies. Faith runs away, leaving Buffy stunned. The next day, when Buffy and Riley talk, she realises that Riley had sex with her while Faith was in her body. Meanwhile, Faith leaves town in a cargo car of a train. The end. Oh, that was a long one. (laughs) Very long one. Okay, so where do you want to start with this?
1: All right, so we have the switching bodies trope again, and this is probably the best use of it I think I've ever seen. Uh, it's not the first time it's been used in this in the series.
0: Is it the last time?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, in Buffy, yes, but Angel, I think, use it. <laughs> um, Angel the series. So actually, oh, I will get back. What did you actually think of Angel the series? Were you like, was it like good to see Cordelia and Wesley again? And Angel? I actually, I it was,
0: it, it was good to see those characters again. Yeah, I will admit that. Um uh, yeah, it was kind of I did enjoy seeing them again, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um I, I I think you'd like Angel. TV well, he's, is he kind
0: of a private eye sort of
1: Yeah, so it's the series sort of starts out like these case by, you know, case, uh, of, the case of the week case of the week. Kind of episodes, and then they, they kind of move away from that, <laughs> that in in later series. And th- instead of having one big bad like each season, there's just like an overall big bad that's just continuous. Mm, okay. So, uh, but yeah, like I could I could say Buffy's about growing up and. Angel is about being an adult. Well, I was going to say getting old.
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just being an adult, same thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, and the mission statement and, and why Faith going over to Angel works really well is because Angel is on this redemption arc.
0: And he can see that she's on this, well, she's not on the same path, but trying something, I don't know. He sees yeah. that there is good in her.
1: Yeah, uh, and he you know and then she goes on her redemption arc in this this these those two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh and then she sort of reoccur- like she has like these recurring appearances in Angel and then'll come back to Buffy in season 7.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So it's
0: not the last we'll see of Faith then. I wouldn't have thought so. No,
1: no, no. Not the last we'll see of her. And it was good to see her again. Like it's
0: Yeah, I didn't mind seeing her again. (laughs) Eliza Dushku, any time of the week.
1: Yeah. And their acting in this is just like Sarah Michelle Gellar and Eliza Dushku do such a good job in this episode with their acting. Can
0: I ask, who do you think... Because whenever they do these body swaps of actors and so the other actor is portraying the other actor, I I usually find one does it better than the other.
1: Uh,
0: Did you you think any of them were were better than the other?
1: Not really. Like I thought they were equally as good. Yeah, as I each was gonna other. say
0: they were pretty equal. Like I remember Red Dwarf did something similar and I, I kind of felt like one of the actors was probably better at portraying the other character than what the other guy was. like he could really got his mannerisms and the way he spoke yeah. down a lot so, better. So
1: like I can't like it's um Eliza Dushku took her voice like a couple of octaves higher. When she was Buffy and then Sarah Michelle Gellar like took her voice lower. Okay, she, <laughs> if, yeah. If you notice that. And then she sort of, she manages to get her mannerisms as well. Like, Well,
0: the, especially when she's sitting on the couch <laughs> and she's sitting there full <laughs> leg spread. Uh, uh, yeah. That That's the most like a confident thing someone can do when they sit there with their bat legs up and their hands behind their head like that. Like yeah. It's like a real confidence sort of uh, stance, I yeah. guess. People uh, that people would take.
1: Yeah,
0: it's one of those. Oh, like if someone sits there with their hands and and they're together, like in their lap, it kind of means that they're kind of nervous or shy. Yeah, yeah. So the way people sit is a good indication of what type of person that uh, type of personality that person has, I guess. Yeah, small indications, I guess. I mean, you can't just judge <laughs> someone by how they look.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, and yeah, I, I really couldn't say which who does. Does it better, like, uh, because you also spend a lot of time with Faith in Buffy's body? Yeah, <laughs> I think
0: she does get more screen time than yeah than Faith. Faith Buffy.
1: Yeah, Faith Buffy. Uh, but then her interaction with Giles is just like you believe that it is actually Buffy in there. Like it's the, mm. I think it's that line: "The you're inching, stop inching, stop inching, mm. what's more a inching?" Door? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I wasn't too convinced from them to be from their performances. Really? Yeah, yeah. I thought they were just kind of I mean, apart from overdoing it in the mirror, that, that scene.
1: Oh, I think that scene's great. Well,
0: yeah, I know. I mean apart from that, you know, where she's just seems like she's overdoing it, I guess. I kind of felt like. Um Yeah, I couldn't really see the characters coming through the actors, I gotta be honest. Really? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't... That's why I couldn't really notice that one was better than the other because they're both kind of the same and I don't think either...
1: You didn't notice like the changes, the change in their voices?
0: No, I didn't, no. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that.
1: (laughs) All right. Mm -hmm. Hmm. All right, I'll talk about what I don't like about this episode.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Let's get that off your chest, Eddie. What don't you like about this episode?
1: They use that waking from a coma trope. Where they just wake, wake up, up and jump out of bed, and jump out of bed and walk off, like five minutes. I think she also rips the um, she you know rips the IV out. By the way, not a good idea. I accidentally ripped out my IV and blood went fucking everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blood and You're IV. You're in there for a reason.
1: Yeah, blood and IV fluid went absolutely yep. everywhere. You don't rip them out. Yeah, you don't rip them out. I accidentally did it, and yeah, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> uh, but also,
0: but also your muscles and stuff. As yeah, well. your
1: muscle. Like, so I'm still doing physiotherapy from not walking for eight weeks. Mm. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I I had severe muscle wastage mm. in my leg from not being able to. Yeah, walk. and that was only for a couple of months. And, and I
0: noticed the difference between your two legs. Like, one was so scrawny than the other one. Yeah, like it, you you hadn't used it in yeah you know, two months. And that's just two months. Imagine being laying in the bed for eight. And not just your legs, but your whole body.
1: Yeah. Like, you you wouldn't be able to walk. You're not running anywhere. No, yeah. (laughs) And, like, you could say, oh, yeah, it's the Slayer strength. I'm like, she still hasn't been moving.
0: (laughs) Well, at least in uh, in Kill Bill, she had to do the wiggle your little toe thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) At least acknowledge the fact that she couldn't walk properly and all that.
1: Yeah. But also that scene with the girl, it's just that really brutal, you just see her walking out wearing the girl's clothes. <laughs> like like, oh, I know what to happened her.
0: there. Out of the worst fucking hospital. hospital in the world. <laughs> it looks I actually so asked you, is this like some sort of dream or something? was this just like shit all over the walls? It looked <laughs> disgusting. Uh, I thought it was like a dream, like where, yeah, she was going to well, get attacked by something.
1: Well, you've got to remember th- who's paying for it.
0: Yeah, but, like, the hospitals Who's paying don't... paying for it, though? But hospitals don't... Well, they don't put them in a dungeon. I mean, God.
1: Well, obviously, it's a very...
0: Okay, it's not a great hospital, <laughs> but it's not like a hospital in a in third world country or something like that would even mm. look better than that.
1: Yeah. It was pretty grotty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> As I said, I, I thought it was a dream, like some dang mm. thing which is going to get chased around by Buffy again. That's what I thought I was still doing. Oh, she's mm. still dreaming. But, uh, unless no, that was just the... Uh, the state-of-art hospital in Sunnydale.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and then Faith does that walk through the town that um, I think Willow, uh, Vampire Willow does that in um, Doppelgangland. Vampire Uh, Willow does that walking through the town.
0: Which actually, didn't Cordelia do a similar walk (laughs) through the town in in The Wish? (laughs) Yeah,
1: so Cordelia does that walk, then... Willow uh Vampire Willow does that walk.
0: Is it the walk of wonder? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then Faith does the same walk through the town, and then she does the um what did you call it? The Assassin's Creed <laughs> hiding oh. in a group of people. <laughs> yeah.
0: The <laughs> Assassin's Creed blending, yeah. 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 Uh
1: all right. And I'll talk about oh the score of this episode by Christoph Beck. Mm-hmm. is yeah. just amazing <laughs>
0: he's pretty good like you got to give it to him it's, it's
1: uh oh, it's so it's like we like he it does it's this weirdly haunting uh emotional music that just elevates it so far like elevates the episode uh but also i think this sort of had that template like Sounds so similar to the music in Frozen.
0: Yeah, I noticed a few similar cues like in there. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Great Unknown, the yeah, the yeah. Big Unknown, or something. Yeah. yeah, into the unknown, into the unknown. Yeah, very similar to that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But it, I think it was like ah, <laughs> in that, and then yeah, like, ah, <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> Careful, will might get copyrighted. <laughs> Careful, Eddie. Disney will be after us.
1: Yeah. But yeah, anyway. You have um, great score. I just have to mention the music because I think it's definitely one of the outstanding uh, elements of this episode or these episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Did he
0: also do the angel ones? Is he involved with that at all?
1: I don't know.
0: I don't think so. I don't don't remember hearing that type of music at all. No. No.
1: All right. All right. I'll talk about the rapidly developing relationship of Willow and Tara, 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 Tara. Because uh, I, I think it's in this episode that the subtext rapidly becomes text. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Faith worked it out. I think she's the first person in there. their well, wasn't her, but uh.
1: Mm. But none of them. None of them know about.
0: Spike knows about it though, doesn't he? No, no, no one knows about no one Tara knows about it. yet.
1: Uh, but yeah, you could... So in the past few episodes, you could see, you know, the fact that Willow keeps her a secret. Um, I think they've been slowly falling in love in these episodes, in the episodes leading up to this. And... So they had the limits that the network wouldn't let them show two girls kissing. So they had to get creative <laughs> in how to portray their relationship. And one of them is that god that that spell that they do, <laughs> where they're like holding hands. Ah, uh,
0: yeah. And, and she <laughs> lies down and she's like panting.
1: Yeah. Well, she's like panting. They're like panting. They're sweating. Yeah. Uh, this
0: it's romantic music playing as well. I think, oh, isn't it's, it? It's
1: sort of a magical kind of. they mm, like very magical. Yes, um, and then there's like this big O <laughs> forms like this magical O. Yeah, and that's when Willow sort of falls back.
0: And the climactic
1: ending. Yeah, she <laughs> <laughs> sort of cl- she kind of climaxes um, in a big O. <laughs> uh, yeah. Terrific. Hence the reason why you call it the sexy spell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yes, and that's that'll continue to develop their relationship
0: mm-hmm.
1: continues.
0: So did I ever kiss?
1: They do, mm. but not this season.
0: Okay. Is it like a passionate kiss or is it just a little peck little?
1: Um yeah, it's not till season five and they did make a big deal about it as well.
0: Mm. <laughs> this is like several years after Alan DeGeneres came out as gay on TV. Yep. I'm guessing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Mm. They they were still a bit, mm. well now the WB every single show has to have a gay couple.
0: <laughs> it's the opposite now. It's the opposite, yeah. Yeah, it's not like you don't have a gay character. It's like you have to have a gay character. It's part of our quota now. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's become Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um all right. Times now, have changed. now let's see. I think we probably should talk about the Riley-Faith sex scene.
0: That was pretty hot.
1: <laughs> Riley and Faith. Yeah. That no. was
0: hot? Oh, you, uh, oh, No, no, it wasn't. It was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what you liked about it was her, like, so you could see that Faith decided to go to Riley to get Riley to do some sort of salacious act on Buffy's body.
0: (laughs) Well, and to her as well, I guess. Well. Is it just her checklist of getting back at someone you don't know? Steal their life, steal their boyfriend, check, check.
1: Yeah. Well, there there was that, you know, when Faith was introduced in Faith, Hope and Trick, Buffy has like this anxiety about Faith being around because Faith pretty much comes in and, starts to take over her life yeah, <laughs> and then she literally comes and takes over her life hmm. now. Uh, but, yeah, she, you know, it's not the first time she's, she's gone after the boyfriend either.
0: Ah, it's very tired. <laughs>
1: Going for the boyfriend again? <laughs> uh, That's tired. But it's often debated about F- that Faith actually rapes Riley <laughs> because he doesn't have informed consent because um, he doesn't know that it's not Buffy in there. So there's sort of this violation of both Riley and Buffy.
0: Yeah, I mean, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm not really sure what to make of that. Uh, he didn't know it wasn't her. Um, it was her body. Um, it just wasn't her mind. Um I mean, you just can't really compare that to a real-life situation because it just would never happen. So this is a fantasy Mm. show. I think we just have to sort of take that that argument out of there because you can't compare it to really anything because it's just not a real situation that could ever happen. Yeah. We want to sort of draw lines and comparisons and analyze, but the reality is it's a body swap thing. So, you know, and it's a TV show. (laughs) We want to read into things, but you can't compare it because it's complete fantasy. And it, I wouldn't call it rape. No.
1: You wouldn't? No. no. Not even with... Yeah, that's such a... No, because no it's
0: not rape because it's it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> you really can't argue... What I'm trying to say is you can't really argue that because it's it's not even a hypothetical situation that could happen. So two consenting people had sex and because someone's mind was different that makes it non-consensual, there's kind of a weird thing to argue I Personally, I think. A debate. If right. you, or debate if you want it's to debate a, it's, about it's it.
1: It's debated. Um, I just mean it's been debated about.
0: I, mean, I like debating like ethical questions and, and situations in TV shows because they can be a real-life situation where someone. What decisions should someone have made or what should they have done? But I feel like this is like we could really argue – for ages, and I just don't think you could really make a strong argument for anything because it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It can't be. Can't be compared. All right. Well, you, you disagree.
1: Yeah, I do. Completely all right, go disagree. on. Well, tell me why. Oh, well, he doesn't have all the information there, and it's that. Yeah, he doesn't have informed consent. So.
0: So you're saying he was raped?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I believe he was raped. No. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't agree with that. Yeah. I uh, guess we
0: agree to disagree.
1: Yeah. But also in that sex scene, Faith experiences real intimacy. Yeah. Uh, and she didn't know how to handle that. And she couldn't handle it.
0: That's why she kind of went all weird. And he's like, what's wrong with you? It's like, oh, we just made passionate love then.
1: Well, what? it might have been the first time he had also said, I love you to Buffy as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So and he didn't actually say it to both the real Buffy. Oh,
0: maybe she let him do things that Buffy wouldn't let him do. Well, no.
1: It looked like they were. It looked like he didn't want to do that. He wanted this real, this you know, he wanted to make love mm. to Buffy, not just fuck. Mm. <laughs> the way that Faith always relates sex, she doesn't have. She doesn't. There's never any sort of there's, emotional there's connection. There's no there, emotional is there? connection yeah. and intimacy when she has sex with a man.
0: What he should have asked was, who are you? <laughs>
1: uh, and, it, and it does come back to, you know, Buffy has all these people in her life that love and care for her and Faith has just never experienced that on that level. So she sort of... Well, it was
0: similar with that situation with the mayor when he took her to the apartment and gave her all these things and she got all flirty with him. Yeah. Thinking, oh, okay, so this, this is the part where I've got to put out for all this stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know how this works. Yeah. You give me all this shit and i got to uh, take one for the team. And uh, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't have to do that. And she's like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's weird. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, all right. Next is those fucking Watchers Council guys.
0: Does anyone who works for that uh, organization not a fucking idiot?
1: <laughs> Just completely incompetent.
0: I don't even know why. I know we've we've gone around this in circles and we're going to do it again. Why do they even exist? (laughs) If they're the Watcher's Council for the Slayer and they're not watching the the Slayer, then what are you doing?
1: Well, you would have thought that they would have gone and killed. Perhaps the smarter option would have been to have killed her while she was in the fucking coma.
0: But their instructions were to bring her to England.
1: Well, maybe... You bring her to England when she's in the coma.
0: (laughs) Well, actually, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Why why didn't I get her when she was in the coma? Sorry, I thought you said when she was dead. Yeah. No,
1: go get her when she's in the coma.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Be much easier.
0: Worst timing ever.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then they are just completely inept. Um, I think Wesley sums this up perfectly about how inept the Watchers Council is. And it's actually in the second episode. Oh, sorry, the last of the four episodes. The the,
0: the angel second yeah, episode, so, yeah.
1: Sanctuary, sanctuary. Yeah. And he's been approached by these three, and they're offering him all of this stuff. And he's like, "You can't hurt Angel." And one of them's like, "He's a vampire. You shouldn't." Yeah, you know, having like this big sulk. And Wesley says, "I've done more good." Working with Angel these past couple of months than I ever did <laughs> the entire time. The with, irony of with that, the Watchers that, Council
0: with that statement. I mean that just says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, that they're just completely inept, useless, and possibly making things worse.
1: Yeah, and then they just come in, guns are blazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nearly kill both the slayers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, he knew he couldn't shake them off. And he's like, he had to accept their offer because he just knew they were going to do it anyway. Yeah. So at least he could sort of manipulate them in some sort of way. But they <laughs> saw through that too, I think. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I think they were just using... They just were trying to get uh, Wesley to take him.
0: Yeah, to lead him there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they are just... And the fact that he's like, the Watcher's Council used to mean something...
0: It probably did in its initial, <laughs> when it was created. No, I don't
1: think it ever did. It was really? all, yeah.
0: Just a arist- aristocrat oh, they, sort they, of
1: they do go into it in season seven um, about the Watcher's Council. Because hmm. uh, you sort of find out that this sort of group of men created the Slayer to begin with and then formed the group to watch over her pretty much.
0: To quote unquote watch her. Yes. Yeah oh dear.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Must be young and pretty.
1: Yeah. Um all right. Uh yeah, so pretty much Xander, Spike and Giles don't really have much to do in this episode.
0: No, they don't, yeah.
1: But the scenes that they are in, uh especially like the scenes that have Spike Giles and Xander, um, are like the the one in the alleyway. Oh, when he finds out, oh, <laughs> yes.
0: oh, what does she look like? Oh, let me tell her so I can send her to kill you.
1: <laughs> yes, I hate you guys. Um, and it's a very memorable scene. Can anyone of your damn little Scooby
0: Club at least try to remember that I hate you all?
1: But you don't even need it in the show. Like, it's just that they...
0: But, yeah. Had to give Xander and Joel some uh, screen time.
1: Yeah, they have to give them something to do. Um, and then there's and, and then Spike's only in that one scene in the Bronze with Buffy, or Faith Buffy, and you just have that amazing altercation that they have.
0: Spicy altercation. Spicy altercation. Very spot. She's like grinding up on him, and he's he's really not sure what to make of this. Yeah, you can but kind he of kinda see. Kind of likes it. <laughs> you can
1: see him kind of gulping. Mm.
0: Doing his biting his lip. He's a finger. (gasps) Damn,
1: girl. Yeah, so... Who is your daddy? (laughs) I love how they've explored Faith's mental state in these. It was a really
0: good dissection of what's been going on with her. I have to agree with that,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the fact that she's, you know, she just has this, you know, you realise that she has this suicidal self hatred,
0: and it's just just to run from everything and not face face the consequences. She, she's yeah. just if she runs away, it'll go away, and then she doesn't have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, and and the choices that she's made, and the fact that she thinks that she cannot, she doesn't know how to, and she thinks that she cannot get redemption. And you see her; she tries to apologise to Buffy, and Buffy having absolutely none of it. Tells her to get parked. <laughs> uh
0: but she re- but she has to realize that just because she's sorry it doesn't mean everyone's going to just turn around and say, "Oh, okay, well that's a, that's all right." People you um, don't, you don't dema- I
1: don't I don't accept your apology. Yeah,
0: and you can't demand forgi- forgiveness yeah. just because you've apologized sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't work like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Bojack Horseman too <laughs> do a whole episode <laughs> yeah. on
0: this. Yeah, they they got pretty deep on that. Uh, but yeah, Angel was like really trying to get in there and 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 say, look, I'm, I've been there. I know what you've gone through, and it's really hard. And like a hundred years later, he's still struggling with it. Yeah. So well, don't think you're going to get over it in a week.
1: Well, he's he's on his redemption. He's co- like his uh, course for a redemption throughout this series of Angel, and uh, and
0: Buffy as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he too, you've seen him suicidal, I think, twice. He tries to ki- he pretty much nearly kills himself twice in Buffy. Mm. So, I can see you trying to work out what times.
0: Wasn't one where he's going to sit out in the sun or something? Or?
1: Yeah, so that's in Amends, is when the Christmas episode. Yeah. Uh, but there's also that episode, Angel. He pretty much goes to, like it's when um, Darla sets him up to have, like it's almost death by cop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that he goes he goes to Buffy to explain what had happened.
0: Um, Don't forget Spike also tried to kill himself too, but we laughed at that one.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> he was wearing silly clothes.
0: <laughs> that was a funny suicide.
1: Because he broke the table. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, you also have Faith discussing... You know, the what if, like what if she'd had a better watcher? What if Wesley hadn't have been so incompetent? But she wasn't
0: trained or anything as a child or what was the story with that? Again, I can't quite remember.
1: Um, she did have a watcher, but her watcher was killed in front of her. Right. Um. But yeah, her mum's dead. Like she doesn't know who her father is. Her mum was an alcoholic.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, Yeah. Thanks for the Watchers Council for helping her.
1: Yeah, they really looked after her. So, yeah, she's just a very... I
0: guess the spotted dick was more important.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I do like how this ends and, you know, she makes that choice to hand herself over to the police Hmm. and it sort of starts her redemption. Yeah. So instead of running away... Like they thought that she had.
0: Yeah, I thought that too. And then when I get to the police station, she's there and uh and so all the charges against Angel and Buffy are dropped. It's like, oh okay, we got the main baddies, so we need to don't need to charge you for all the stuff we did before.
1: Oh, that's uh, yeah, that's Kate. Um, she's sort of a...
0: He's inside girl at the police station. Yeah. Yeah.
1: His police friend, Kate. Um
0: His police informant, yeah. Yeah. As a private eye, you always gotta have that inside detective to give yeah. you information. Yes uh, so a few things I wanted to to talk about just that scene at the end of the Buffy episodes I guess in the church mm. and when um, faith or faith Buffy or, oh, sorry, Buffy as uh, faith or, uh, which way we're we saying it now it's <laughs> <That's> confusing <laughs> Faith Buffy is bashing Buffy faith. Yeah, and she start just starts laying into it, and like the music cuts out, and she just starts laying into it. She, she's like, "You're I'm just disgusting. disgusting! You're disgusting! You're like,
1: a murderous bitch!"
0: Yeah, like just really, really laid into her. Like, yeah. God, this got really, really dark and personal all of a sudden. Yeah, tell me, you have something about that because that was actually well, that sort of took me out of a little that bit. Was, like that was like really confronting. That I found.
1: Yeah, it was that self hatred.
0: So, she, so are you saying she was bashing herself? Yeah, yeah. Is that is that what she was doing? It yeah. wasn't she was beating up Buffy. She was beating up herself. Yes, li- literally bashing her face in, yes. saying you're disgusting. Yeah, right. She uh, was she
1: was aiming that at, at herself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because like yeah, the, the the dramatic music cuts out and it's just sort of silence of her doing that. It just gets a little uncomfortable. I found.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Um, and something else I noticed is people don't like using doors.
1: <laughs> that was an angel. <laughs> you no, know, the door was right open. <laughs> you said you said that a few times. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, well, it is in the in the opening. It's in credit. the intro
0: where he bashes through the door. Uh, and then there's that weird part where Faith is in his apartment. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that right? Or oh, oh, his office, and she's taunting him. And then she just jumps out the window. Like, crashes Uh, through the window? That's right. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. She could have walked through the door. Yeah. It just seemed to, like, crash through glass. Shit. Well,
1: she jumps through a couple of windows. (laughs) She does, doesn't she? That's what I'm saying. (laughs)
0: Uh, And then there was another scene later where Angel burst through the door.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That was when uh, Wesley was being uh, tortured. You know the door was open, Chief. Break everything.
0: Yeah. So how does he deal with that? Being tortured by faith. Um, Does that come up again, or is he
1: not really? Because again, Wesley has his own, like amazing. Ad- yeah, yeah, he, redeem- yeah, he, he sort a, of has the, his own redemption.
0: Badass, he becomes
1: arc that. Yeah, hmm. that he goes on. I think this this was the episode where, they, like, I think at the start of the series of Angel, he's kind of bumbling,
0: but still dweebish.
1: Yeah, so he's sort yeah. of bumbling and stuff, and I think from here on out he stop. He no loses
0: lo- the glasses. His his eyesight gets better.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: you know, you become a badass when your eyesight gets better. He
1: starts getting the 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 three day growth, <laughs> um, and the yeah, he's pretty much yeah, he pretty much becomes an absolute badass. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, they stop the the bumbling.
0: Sniveling, yeah, the weasel. bumbling,
1: the bumbling Englishman, Weasleton. and you can kind of see his like dark side coming through.
0: The well, he's being tortured, and he's like, "You know, you're a piece you're, you're of a shit." P- <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, "You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Can't swear on a network. Yeah. Uh, and something else I wanted to mention: the five by five. <laughs> All right. The five by five. You kept saying that, and I've heard it plenty of times in movies and TV shows. And what is five by five? Well, I'll tell you. 5x5 five five is a... Uh, during World War Two military radio communications, particularly from pilots, could be a little iffy. A pilot might get good, strong signals from the airbase's powerful transmitter, while base got a poorer signal from the aeroplane's weak transmitter. So pilots would check each other by a 5x5 five five, meant very strong signal with a very clear sound. 1x1 one one meant very weak signal with a lot of noise. So that's the, She's hearing you loud and clear, 5x5, five five, which I guess... I, Guess that's what she sort of meant. I hear, I hear you. I understand you, but that's what it was originally from communications from airplanes, so they could, okay. they could communicate that they they're coming through, loud and clear, so okay. loud and no background noise. Okay. Five by five. Yep.
1: Eddie? Five by five. All right. Had you seen any of these? I have episodes? never seen
0: any of these episodes before. That's okay. a, a negative, on all four.
1: Okay. And did you go down a rabbit hole?
0: Uh, so the uh, the weapon that they used was a draconian catra.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you often hear people talk about draconian law and draconian stuff. So it's kind of a, a euphemism people would say of a, a really restrict law that's really draconian, these laws that they have now or that this new re- leg- legislation... And stuff like that. So, it was part of the, or the Draco's Code, uh, was a law written and enforced by Draco near the end of the 7th century BC. Uh, and it's composed. Who's Draco? So, Draco was a Greek legislator. So, this is in Athens. So, I thought this was like dark time sort of stuff, like Vlad the Impala and shit like that, like in Middle Ages and stuff. But this is actually going back to 700 BC. So it was sort of the first of laws that was sort of written down on paper. Uh, it was written in response to the unjust interpretation of modified oral law by Athenian aristocrats. So <clears throat> most of the laws were just by word. So, uh, so the societies in Greece basically started writing down the law. And the first law, well, one of the earliest ones, was Draco's Code. Um, so there's a bit of debate because people use it for that euphemism as saying how draconian something is, but I don't think they actually were quote draconian in, and it's in, in the sense of when we say that, like they were, there probably were some harsh penalties for, uh, for some crimes. Like people seem to think that you were you know murdered for stealing an apple, but I think it was the first one to reference sort of uh, homicides, uh, well death, uh, death penalty for homicides, I guess. Um. So that just got me reading about Draco himself. who's a, a guy who installed it. He was the legislator. Mm-hmm. Um. Though it's hard to find actual reference of it. Look, we're talking about something that happened nearly 3,000 years ago. <laughs> but it's it's just interesting that it's always mentioned as draconianism, as like ultra strict or something, but it doesn't seem like it really was. I think it's kind of ex- exaggerated considerably. Um. So that's it. Draconian law, Eddie. Uh, I just found that a little bit interesting. And I hope you guys did too. Albeit <laughs> <laughs> for me to speak about uh, 7th BC, 7, 700 BC uh, Greek literature or legislations, I should say.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, just one more thing I should mention. Um, we get the Sunnydale Airport oh, introduced yes. in this one. Yes,
0: we do. The Sunnydale Airport. Yeah. has got an airport. So we've we've deciphered that Warnable is the appropriate city of Sunnydale in Australia because it has it has a hospital, it has an airport, it has a military base, it has a port.
1: Does it have shipping docks?
0: It's got a port. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. It has a beach. Does it have a university?
0: I think it does.
1: A natural history museum. It has
0: museums. It has a museum.
1: Does it have a zoo?
0: Ooh. Warnable zoo. Uh I know there was an aquarium. <laughs> Does that count? There used to be an aquarium on mm. on the uh near near that venture playground. I know it's not there, but you can still see like the the domes of it are still there. I showed it to you, remember? Mm-hmm. They used to have sharks in there. A shark. Okay. Maybe a baby shark.
1: B ba- no, I'm not gonna start that. <laughs> Uh, I'm all play right. it. Baby Shark. Nope, 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 nope. All right, do you want to get into question time? All right, let's
0: get into question time. I hope that that answers a little bit uh, your, your question.
1: Okay, which character was your favorite?
0: Well, Eddie, you know. There's only one character, because I gotta have faith. I gotta have faith.
1: <coughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: the debut of my guitar playing on our podcast.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Faith. That was something, wasn't it? Yes. Okay.
0: Which. <laughs> Which? You're having a stroke there, Eddie. Your eyes are rolling in the back of your head at the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which character do you love to hate?
0: I'm not going to say me. <laughs> uh, the Watchers. The Watcher yeah, guys. Yeah. The, the
1: Three Watch Council guys.
0: Yeah, the Three Stooges. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just they kind of, <laughs> of were the
0: three stooges, weren't they? Well they had
1: those those briefcases. They're walking in with those briefcases. I'm like, what the fuck do they have in those briefcases?
0: Yeah, what did they have in those briefcases? Well guns?
1: Maybe guns and handcuffs.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Or an apple. Or an they a- just had their lunch in there.
0: <laughs> they were they were such buffoons, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also appeared in the yeah, Angel episode. So they get that one as well. Just in future reference.
1: Yeah. Uh L O L moment.
0: So Faith Buffy. So that's Faith it's just Buffy, yeah. Is that mm-hmm. what we're saying? I'm yeah. still I haven't got that. I'm still confused.
1: Faith in Buffy's Faith body. Faith in
0: Buffy's body was the the mirror part. I yeah. kind of liked.
1: Yeah. Um I will go with Spike in the alleyway, mm-hmm. going, you know, getting the information out of Giles and Xander and then just being like, right, I'll go off and Thanks for that boys. Find find the girl. And they're like, oh, you wouldn't even know what she looks like. And it's like brown hair, dark eyes. Clinically insane. <laughs> <laughs> I like this girl already. <laughs> uh favorite fight scene. I, I, I really struggled with this one because there's a lot of great fight scenes. In yeah,
0: them. I thought the I did look at the all of them, but I thought the one at the end of the first episode with Buffy and Faith in the house, mm. which I said in the intro, they fought in pretty much every room in the <laughs> yes. house. Yeah, uh, it was pretty intense as well. Like there's a lots of um improvised like throwing shit at each other, uh, smashing through the door. Again, people don't like doors in these shows. <laughs> The door was made open. Um, yeah. And it went on for a long time too.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, there's quite a few slayer versus slayer uh <laughs> fights. But yeah, I reckon I have to go with the one in the in the church. hmm Though I I will give an honorable mention to the one in at the university, her reveal when Buffy's like, if I was her, I'd get out of here post haste. And then like Faith turns around. Yeah. Like, um, it was a good little surprise. Good little reveal. Um, but yeah, the one that I will actually go with is the fight scene at the end when she yeah. when she is punching herself.
0: Actually, yeah, yeah. Now I
1: you know and going, you murderous bitch, and you're disgusting.
0: Yeah, I didn't read into that. I thought she was just saying that to Buffy. And now that you've mentioned that, it uh, really makes it more impactful that she was just literally beating the shit out of herself. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, make that connection. So that's yeah. I'm, not, I'm gonna. Can I change one? I'm gonna change it.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, I don't
0: know what I mentioned the other fight was better, but I think that that puts an extra spin on it. What you? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Has more resonance. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, favorite. Favorite scene?
0: Uh Faith Buffy with Riley.
1: <laughs> really? Doesn't that whole scene is icky. Is
0: it? The yeah. rape the, the the supposed rape scene that up now. Yeah. Well I didn't think it was a rape scene. Uh, now you got me on the spot now. Um,
1: <laughs> it's icky.
0: But she was right into it though, so you know. I don't know. That's cool.
1: Yeah, my my um my favorite scene is Buffy as Faith trying to convince Giles that she has been body switched. Um, and it's that, you're inching. Stop inching. Like in that scene, that that's where I'm like, Eliza. Stop like inching. You, can see, you were inching. Um, Buffy's mannerisms. <laughs> hmm. And her speech patterns. Um, yeah. They're inching. Stop inching. Yeah, it's pretty good. And and the I whole, guess. I mean, can't you just look into my eyes and be all intuitive?
0: <laughs> I just figured that it, he'd they'd work it out pretty quickly because she could always just say something that he only he, yep. she would know, and the Pharrell demon yep. would be the first thing or something like that.
1: We're checking for Buffy, not a concussion. <laughs> um, least favorite scene:
0: Adam and the Vamps. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what what were they trying to do?
1: Um, get over their fear of churches, I guess.
0: Was that his little experiment, was it? Or Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Okay. In the daytime too.
1: Yeah. When
0: well, no one's in the church a church at night.
1: Good, not a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> not a great plan. Uh yeah, my my least favourite scene is Faith in Buffy's body, going to have sex with Riley, (laughs) and uh, asking him, "Whatever you know, whatever do you want to do to this body?" (laughs) (coughs) Oh, what? No, like whatever you're itching to do to this body. Anyway, Um, favorite quote.
0: So this was Faith Buffy uh, with Tara. And she's like, oh, you guys been hanging a lot lately, huh?" So I was like, "Yeah." She's pretty cool. And so Willow's not driving stick anymore. Who would have thought? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, and that sarcastic sort of smile she gives when she realizes that too, like,
1: "Huh." Yeah. That
0: is hilarious.
1: And yeah, and then starts on the whole Oz and so Willow and Oz, they couldn't get enough of each other. That.
0: Yeah. yeah, really taunted her, didn't she? Mm.
1: Just didn't give a stuff. Alright, my favourite quote is, and it's between Spike and Faith Buffy. <laughs> Faith Faith in Buffy's body. And it's Spike going, you know what I really hate about you, Summers? Uh, and she responds with, because I'm a stuck-up tight ass with no sense of fun. Well, yeah, that covers a lot of it. And then Faith does the whole, because I could do anything I want and instead I choose to pout and whine and feel the burden of slayness. I mean, I could be rich. I could be famous. I could have anything, anyone, even you, Spike. I could ride you at a gallop until your legs buckled and your eyes rolled up. I've got muscles you've never even dreamed of. I could squeeze you until you popped like warm champagne and you'd beg me just to hurt you a little more. And you know why I don't? Because it's wrong.
0: Hello, cutie pie. And he's yeah. just like, um, <clears throat> um, has to hold his beard down a bit lower, I think. <laughs> she walks away. Yeah. Just hold it down at the waist there, just to sort of, mm-hmm. yeah, a bit of camouflage. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and who gets the wooden spoon?
0: Uh, the watcher guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the correct answer. Or Adam
0: and the Vamps. That'd be a cool name for a band.
1: Adam, Adam and the Vamps. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Adam and the Ants. Oh, is that what I'm thinking of?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I've I've got the watcher council guys. Um ah, kill her while she's in the coma. Come on.
0: Well as you said, why, they why they, they why had make seven your months.
1: life why make your life harder? Well as like you said work work what is it? Work smarter, not, not harder, harder,
0: yeah. But uh, as you said, she was in a coma for seven months. So they had seven months to take her. And decide the day she gets out of the coma that they're going to take her. The (laughs) day. Worst timing ever.
1: Uh, Who's the MVP of the episode?
0: So, I mean, it's really hard to sort of uh, pick that because I've just gone Faith Buffy and maybe Faith the first episode and Buffy the second episode.
1: Mm, I went with uh, Tara because she's the one that realises... Yeah, Pretty yeah, I was I was thinking Tara, but
0: it was just like there was only one thing yeah that she did, but it was kinda of cool. Um yeah, all right, Tara. Yeah. I was thinking Tara, well, Tara, oh, but well, Tara. But she wasn't in it a lot. She only did sort of Yeah. It's hard but to get someone. Was it, MVP. She was in it
1: she, yeah, but she comes in. Well, she's the one that notices that there's something off about someone that she hasn't even met before.
0: Mm, true, yeah. Yeah. All right. She comes in, sinks the buzzer beater, goes back on the bench. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and what do you rate the episode out of 10?
0: I'll give it seven tiny babies.
1: Tiny, tiny, tiny babies. Tiny, (laughs) tiny tiny babies. Uh, Mothers and, and uh, tiny, tiny babies. Um, I, I often quote that as well. (laughs) The tiny, tiny babies. Um, I'll give it uh this is probably a solid nine out of ten Harlow coloured lipsticks.
0: Harlot <laughs> Harlot coloured lipstick. Went straight for the Harlot coloured one, didn't mm-hmm. she? No subtext in there. Nope. No. Not at all. Yeah. All so
1: right. are we done?
0: are we done Is there anything else you wanted to add we can uh, I'm ready to wrap this up now this is a long episode of course we're doing a double episode so they're usually going to be a little bit longer a lot to talk about yeah so uh, I'm just gonna wrap this up right now well I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening to to us tonight we are Nerd Subculture my name is Jared. I'm Edwina and you can find us on
1: TikTok Twitter Instagram there is a Facebook group and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com and if you want to help the podcast out please follow the link tree and the socials to the merch store yes
0: please do be ever right. so nice so yeah of course shout out shout us a like a share anything at all we'll appreciate it till next time Take Bye. care. Bye. Girl.
1: You know the door was open, Chief! Break everything!